Hey buds, today we circle the globe with two strains to see how these cookies crumble. We say fuck the news because there's a new Saw movie coming out and we want to talk about that and the prequels. We are so excited. And a conversation with our good bud Isaac and his good bud A.A. Ron. All of this and more today on the Good Buds Podcast. Let's spiral out of control. Ha, I saw what you did there. Are you trying to play a game with me? Welcome to the Good Buds Podcast, the show where good buds smoke good buds and talk about them. I'm Curtis. I'm Shank. And this is episode 32, airing Monday, April 12th, 2021, on Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Thank you for joining us. Before we start, I'd like to thank LumenSpot and My High Shop for sponsoring this episode and all our other ones. Check out their links down below in the description, and we'll talk more about that later. So, Curtis, how are you doing today, bud? Well, Shank, I am doing pretty damn well, considering we're about oh, about a week almost away from 420. The big 420! Oh, yeah, buds! Woo. It'd be great. We got some great strains and some great stuff lined up for you guys. Absolutely. But I have some more great strains that I have today. I have one in particular that I will be sharing with you. I've also been getting really into the Delta 8 recently, so I got a nice little cartridge here that I'm going to be uh, smoking on occasionally, because this shit is awesome. Yeah, man, uh, that's fantastic. Fucking, I picked it up at uh, Inline Vape, actually. I fucking, oh, wiki, yeah. Our good buddies over there fucking hooked us up again. Good people. Love them for it. Fucking, you guys need to check them out if you're anywhere near the area. New Haven. Yeah, Michigan. Hit them up. Check it hit out. Up. But, otherwise, I'm going to hit on this. Shank, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing magnificent. I had a nice day, you know. I was a uh, nice and busy day. Did my usual running around. Also got some fantastic strains to smoke with the buds coming up here. Um, I'm very much so looking forward to our, you know, like our episode that's coming up just before 420 and the special event we have that we, you know, we're going to give you buds more details on coming up to 420 if we haven't already put some out for you uh, by the time this episode airs. Um, and I'm so excited. It's going to be really fun. The celebration we always celebrate, you know, it's when everybody can smoke together and know they're not alone. Right. So absolutely. One of, one of my favorite things. So I'm, I'm super. But stoked. as always, you can always just join the good buds. Podcast. Yeah. You just time. watch this. We'll always, we'll always yeah. be your smoking buddies yeah. with you. It's true. Our we clock is broken. So it's always 420 here. So, I mean, you guys, you, you buds can pop in and smoke with us any day, but before we smoke today or before we review anything or check anything out, I think that you know, the buds at home should go and check out our Instagram, Twitter, and our YouTube because we have some really, oh, and our Facebook, sorry. They should really check that out because we got some really cool behind the scenes stuff. We got photos, we got videos, we got funny shenanigans that we pull and all kinds of other bonus content there. We have some links down below in the description for them. Go click those and trust me, buds, you will not be disappointed at all with anything you see. Absolutely. They can also jump on our Discord for some awesome conversation. We check in there daily. Mm -hmm. And if you want to support what we're doing, you know, support the show a little bit, you can also go to our Patreon page and donate there. We have several tiers that you can choose from, including behind-the-scenes content and the ability to listen in on the show live. Again, links are down below. You can join our awesome patrons there, such as Isaac, and you can just, you know, show how much of a good bud you really are and help make the show a little bit better for you. That's true, and we're not saying that Isaac might be lonely, but he's probably lonely, so you buds should join him on our Patreon. Um, but uh, I think, Curtis, it's probably a good time to jump right into those reviews, eh? I agree to that. Good buds review, good buds! So, Curtis, what are you burning today? 
Welshank, uh, I am smoking on some French cookies. Oh, mon dieu. Oh, oh, oh si. Oh, un bon vin bon, s'il vous plaît. Et les poupous. What? But, in all seriousness, this French cookies is a hybrid dominant, or an indica dominant hybrid strain. Yeah. It was originally bred by TH Seeds. And it is a phenotype, or a specially grown version, of Platinum Cookies. Ah. Platinum Cookies itself is a combination of OG Kush and Durban Poison. Very but nice. this one was specifically procured and treated and bred by THC. Oh my god, I just got that. <gasps> THC seeds! Oh, <laughs> man, they're clever. We've been talking about this for a while, and I no, just no. got that. That's but good marketing. TH seeds, that's hilarious. Okay, yeah. but they specifically grew this in a specific way to make platinum cookies French cookies. Now, Louis? this is a very, very nice, medium-sized, dense, and tightly packed nug. It has a very strange array of colors, and strange as in gorgeous. It has a base of this deep jade and emerald green color, and it has this, where the purple shade spots usually are, it has this weird dark teal color that looks almost blue in some light. That's interesting. I, extremely. I've never had really, like, blue weed, but I, and I don't think it's, like, fucked up or anything, blue so... It has a good amount of this reddish-orange hair on it as well. And it has these beautiful square structured sugar looking crystals basically coating the whole thing and kind of giving a little bit of lighter tone to some of the other emeralds and jades that are on there giving it kind of like this almost white veiny look to it oh, nice. that's weird because it's got white red and blue <gasps> french flag french flag now let's see if it smells like uh baguettes and wine <laughs> Um, okay, it smells like half of that. It actually has a nice, clean, fruity grape scent to it that actually kind of smells like some fine wine. Nice. It, it also has this nice earthy scent to it, a slight back tone of sugar, a bit of vanilla, and I can also smell a bit of the fertilizer that I'm assuming was used to grow it, but it's not bad by any means. Yeah. It's not like the manure or anything like that. It's like the chemical compound yeah, fertilizer like garden, or whatever. Like garden soil or whatever, yeah. All right. But it's not bad in any means. It definitely just gives it a nice cleaner scent to it. It has this, just an all in all, a real clusterfuck of scents. And it's beautiful nonetheless. And like I said, reminiscent of that fine wine. So I can definitely see where they're getting the French from. Yeah, that's, yeah. It seems like that's definitely where the French in the name probably came from. Absolutely, and I think it's going to be an absolutely fantastic strain, but Shake, how about you let the folks know what kind of strain you have for us today? Well, today, buds, I am going to be burning on some Mandarin cookies. And no, I don't mean Chinese cookies, like fortune cookies or anything like that. I mean Mandarin cookies, like Mandarin ducks. Um, but uh, Or oranges. Or oranges, or Mandarin oranges. Um, now, this specific strain was grown by FIGR, or this uh, this flower was grown by FIGR. I don't know whether it's FIGR or Figer, but one of the other, one way or the other, it's a magnificent strain. Um, frankly, it looks beautiful. This was grown, I believe, they crossed uh, Forum Cut Cookies and Mandarin Sunset, which are two strains I have not had, but both sound fantastic. So I'm gonna have to keep my eye out for them. But these ones, if Looking at them, I could look at them all day. They're beautiful, beautiful jade green flower 
but that's only barely, barely visible because there's a veritable forest of thick orange stigmas just popping out of every possible place on the top of this thing. And stigmas, by the way, I've, I found out it's another word for red hair. And now you can, you can call them stigma too. That's pretty cool. They're stigmas. Just I mean, neat. is it red? Is it for red hair or just the hairs in general? The, the red hairs, like yeah, red hair or orange hair or whatever, like the hair that you so, see. The, the, the stigmas is another word you can use for those. I have a stigma against that. Yeah, yeah, I could see where that went, and uh, I also see what you did. Anyway, yeah, I'm not disappointed in you. I'm actually very proud. But <laughs> overall, they're very, very fuzzy looking. Uh, they, uh, but crystal wise, they have a really thin, shimmering layer of crystal on the outside of the nug. It's not very like larger, blocky, or super noticeable. But there's like a thin sheen, and when you crack them open, it's got a lovely bit of a geode style buildup on the inside. So there are some bigger nug, like bigger chunks of crystal on the inside of it when you pop them open. Um, that leads to a just nice shimmer, you know, gives it that kind of crystal look, which I'm a big fan of. Obviously, it looks great in pictures. Um, but uh, as for the smell, all right, getting into this, cracking it open, and... Okay, hold on. Wait a second. Okay, oh, one, one second, Curtis. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh, no, no, we're safe. Oh, We're safe. Okay, I thought, I, yeah, for a second I thought I might have had Rona, because I didn't really smell much of anything. Oh, oh okay. For a second I had to do a Rona check. Um, I can confirm that this really, really dank strain that I'm holding in my hand right now, that I'm not going to give away the secret of, because I may burn it next week. Um, but that that strain that's very potent and pungent, um, I could smell the hell out of that. But this one, um... Okay, I'll do my best. It's salt and pepper, I guess? Um, with a not much sweetness at all, like no sweetness to speak of. It doesn't really have a traditional cannabis smell. Um, it's to be fair, it is kind of weak and underwhelming as far as smell goes. Uh, hopefully it tastes good because it doesn't really smell super strongly. So hopefully it tastes better than it smells. Um, hopefully, that's a little yeah, disappointing. I yeah, I did. Well, it's okay because I did the COVID test, so I know I'm not. You know, right. I'm good. I can still smell. Um, hopefully we'll do, we'll do a taste test and try it out and see how it tastes because like, that's concerning. Um, when I can't smell anything like that, it freaked me out for a moment. You can't do that to a man in 2021. Well, <laughs> if that's the case, then I guess we definitely need to try these out. So, you know, we can know for sure if it definitely has a good profile to it. You're not so wrong that, at all. I have my bong packed right here. I have a bong packed right here as well. Before we take these hoots, though, I would like to remind you that you can check these nugs out on our YouTube channel. If you're already watching our YouTube videos, you can already see these nugs floating around behind us as we describe them. But if you're on the podcast listening to us audio only, say on your drive home or while you're token up, you can go to Instagram and check out pictures of all these beautiful nugs that Curtis or myself will be posting to the Instagram page so you can see all kinds of really cool stuff over at Good Buds Podcast. Link will be downstairs. We post all kinds of behind-the-scenes stuff. You will love it. Check it out. We post all the weed, all the nugs. Everything will be right there, so you can check it out all in one place. Everything. You can also, you can also check out my personal Instagram over at Good Buzz Curtis, where I take some massive bong hits while also editing the podcast on the YouTube aspect. Mm-hmm. You can check it out there. Yes, sir. You can also check me out over at Good Buds Shank on my personal YouTube, where I listen to a lot of really Instagram. obscure music. Or, oh yeah, sorry. On my yeah. You can also go check me out over on my Instagram, and I'll post uh, regularly just uh, strange videos of me sitting there wearing my face and smoking joints and just having a generally a good time communicating with you buds and just kind of, you know, just 
having fun. It's pretty great. Just it's a good but at good bud shank. The links will be downstairs for you guys to all of these different Instagrams where you can go. Just make sure when you're there on the good at Good Buds podcast, you click that follow button. So every time that we upload something cool, you will be the first to see it. Hopefully, absolutely, absolutely. And as we said before, we got our bongs packed here, and I think it's ready to test them, try them, tried mm. and true. I'm excited. And with everybody else, grab your bongs, your bowls, your blunts, your joints, your vapes. Grab whatever your uh, respectable smoking um, receptacle is. Whatever you're burning. Written, whatever you're burning on. Let's light it up. Blaze it. Tok tok shkabok. Tok shkabok. West Virginia. Okay. So, Curtis, how's that tasting for you today, man? Oh, ooh. Okay. okay. So first off, it's a very light smoke. Like, yeah. Not too cloudy, not too thick or anything like that. It's also clean and not too crisp. As in, it's not really burning, but it's definitely fresh all the way through. Winter fresh. It has a light grapefruitiness that definitely comes through, as well as a strong pine flavor that wasn't really there before in terms of the scent but it's a little bit there now hmm. it has this back taste of like a almost sweet vanilla and an earthy grassy taste to it you know kind of like roots or ferns or something like that one of those natural type of grassy flavors but all in all it doesn't really have that much of like an immediate effect like you know it hit the back of my throat or it hit you know roof of my mouth or something like that it's kind of just an all-around nice chill sensation all the way through and that's what it's doing for me right now. Nice, um, man. Sounds delicious. Absolutely. How is that Mandarin cookies treating you, though, Shank? Um, honestly, not gonna lie. Uh, it's a lot like the scent. Um, it, uh, I guess it has a slightly peppery and underwhelming taste. Um, it's got a, a bit of a hot toke. Like, the toke was a little bit warm. I felt a little bit of that kind of peppery burnness on the back of my throat. A little bit, um, but nothing really of note flavor-wise, except the fact that after a minute of kind of letting it sit in my throat and kind of just breathing through it, rather than you know, cause something rather than I didn't have a coughing fit or anything, but like just kind of breathing through it and letting it settle, I got a bit of a floral note, I guess, like f- like flowers, like rose-ish. But I don't know. Hopefully, it hits hard. Hopefully, it gets me super duper baked, but. Um, I'm not sure if it will or not yet. You buds at home will be able to find out throughout the episode whether it does. But, Curtis, before we, we even can, get to that... I was just about to say, we can see if other people online got hit by that. Yeah, what are, what are, got, what are people there saying about that? Well, as always, these are the online opinions of other stoners online, and we are other stoners online giving our opinions to the online. Opinions. Absolutely right. Now this French cookies. <coughs> Interesting here because... We've gotten a mix of uh, kind of mixed sources that are stating different things. For example, yeah. one of the sites we visited actually tried to claim that this was just a sativa strain. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it came from a hybrid strain. So that's a little yeah. interesting. But which is more regardless. Hyd- yeah, more indica dominant too, which is strange. So we always want to try to give the best information we can. So to the best of our ability, from what we found, it is either a happy euphoric and giggly high or it is an uplifting sleepy and relaxed high is what i've we've 
we could technically collected. i think we could say and or there right like and, and or because yeah. those aren't be mutually exclusive yeah because anyway. i've definitely been like like relaxed yeah. as fuck but still giggling my ass off so it's exactly. possible yeah but either way, something we found unanimously against all of them is that either way, it is good for stress and lack of appetite, mm-hmm. and it can cause a bit of dry mouth. Yeah. As always, we are seasoned stoners, so we got our bevs, we got our snacks, Maybe. we're always Maybe. prepared. Always, always, Absolutely. always. But what are the online people's saying about your strange shank? Well, with mine online, even though it is listed as a true hybrid, it is sounding more and more like an indica to me with the descriptions that I read. Um, just based on the stereotypical, you know, sense, but they say it's sedating, calming, uplifting, happy, and euphoric. Um, they say that it's not a very good, it's not a couch lock kind of strain, so it won't cause you to get couch lock or anything like that, but it is a good dessert weed because it is a very relaxing strain. So it's one that you want to smoke when you are in a time to relax. You can still get shit done because you won't be tethered to a couch, but I don't recommend any high strain activities. Right. Um, and also, just like yours, it says slight dry mouth, and as Curtis said before me, we are always prepared, so you buds don't need to worry about a thing. We won't, our dry mouth won't stop us from talking, because we got our baby nearby. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, as always, and as with being prepared stoners, we also have some joints rolled up already, ready to go. Ooh, got mine right, right here. here. It's amazing, yeah, I got a joint right here, it's amazing. Absolutely. And as per our new tradition, we're going to do a little bit of a dry hit ASMR for you guys so we can get a little bit better profile of it before we actually blaze it. Yeah. So, ready for some dry hitting. And now, the Good Buds ASMR dry hits. Mm. Mm-hmm. Get it on the lips. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, so <laughs> yeah, so now that that's awkward and out of the way, um, no, so how's that taste for you, man? Uh, not really a huge amount of flavor. I get a little bit of that like uh, that crisply taste that we were explaining a couple episodes yeah. where you can't really put your, you know, you can't really put a flavor Insert on it. Stereotypical Keith picture, not Jeff. <laughs> exactly. I do get a little bit of like the vanilla y out of everything, which is strange. Hmm. But I don't know. I'm really interested to see how it burns. How about oh, you? Magnificent. Uh, well, mine. Um, again, I don't really get a whole lot of like flavor at all from it. I do notice a little bit of that floral aftertaste that I got from the hit, um, like the bong, the bong hit. That little floral aftertaste that I got. Um, I noticed that a small, weak, weak, weak amount. But I very much had to focus on getting the flavor, um, in order to put my finger on it. And it, it there, there is a distinct possibility that it could just be my throat. So um, absolutely, I agree to that. Um, but I think we're ready to try them out, don't you think? Hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. And with all that, I hope everyone else at home has their joints rolled. If not, roll your joints, pull up some blunts, pack your bongs, pack your bowls, bake your edibles. Well, actually, they should have already been baked by now. What are you doing, being a lazy ass stoner? <laughs> but regardless, it does not matter. Let us blaze it because it is 420 somewhere. Toke, toke, shkaboke. Oh yeah. Okay. Ooh. Okay, okay. Oh. Getting a little bit more flavor out of that today. There we go. Oh. Okay. Oh. So yeah. just really quickly, I'm getting a lot more of the grape and a lot more of that like vanilla y back taste that I was 
I thought I was tasting, but I wasn't 100% sure, and I thought I was going to sound crazy for saying it, but now I can actually, like, taste, like, grape and vanilla. Yeah, this and is weird. Interesting combination. I'm loving it in this joint, actually. Really smooth, <laughs> really crisp. Or not crisp, but really clean. Still not crisp. Yeah. Very clean. light. Yeah. A very good weed if you're, you know, just getting into it. But again, I don't know how exactly it's going to hit me. No, yeah. I really hope, wrong. like, a freight train. Yeah, I hope so, eh? But, mm-hmm. uh, no, this is honestly, um, like, mine is very, very similar. I'm getting a lot more flavor out of it. I, uh, I taste some le- lemon and diesel. Like, there's a little bit of a lemon flavor, a little bit of a diesel flavor that wasn't there at all before. Um, the pepperiness is still there. The little bit of the throat burn is still there. Um, and I'm still getting that floral aftertaste, but it's, it brought out a lemon and a diesel flavor that really wasn't there before. And, um, it's good. I really enjoy it. Once again, I'm, I'm burning out of my OCB premiums as usual my one and a quarter ocb premium premiums and as I'll always i'm smoking out of my uh one and a quarter orange pack of zigzags mm-hmm. just keeping sure. it consistent for you buds but man, this is this is good this is good i'm gonna enjoy this cannabis i think in this joint and speaking of enjoy let's get to the thing we've all been waiting for oh shank God. the new fucking saw movie is coming out spiral from spiral. the book of saw oh my God, executive man. producer and starring Chris, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Like, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson's in that motherfucker. Samuel L. Jackson. First and foremost, me and Shank, this is something we've obviously bonded over before. We are both mm-hmm. pretty big fans of movie. No, we're we have both. Hits. We have both fully accepted the ridiculousness that the soap opera of Saw with the torture porn got, the, and we yep. just grew to love it. Yeah, the insane it. story that fucking flew all over the place and like it was so hard to keep track of but they tied up like all of the really important loose ends and left enough open that they could continue the series on and not have it feel tired for people that actually paid attention exactly <laughs> if they want to connect it they can if they want to make it a completely separate and distant one they can do that as yeah. well yeah. which this new one kind of looks yeah. i don't know it might have some connection to it but to me it looks like one of those brand new takes on it but before we get too much into that, yeah. So far, out of what we've seen, out of the eight Saw movies that have come out, what so far has been one or two of your favorite moments from there? My absolute favorite moment of the entire franchise, I think, like my entire, like one hundred percent, absolute favorite part of the franchise involves one of my favorite characters, like my favorite character in the franchise, right. Doctor Gordon. Love that guy. Love the character. I love Carrie Elwes. And I found, even though he was not a big fan of how, like, his pay went and everything, and he's what the series, he has a tumultuous history with the franchise. Like, I love Carrie Elwes, and he is a fucking actor. He made the first (laughs) one a solid fucking motion picture. Yeah, he's a fucking actor. And he was the only thing that really solidly brought everything together in Saw 3D or Saw 7, Final Chapter, whatever you want to call it. And that was, like, my favorite favorite part honestly if they didn't clear up his pay thing with him then i they the might seventh, have though it, they, they it, got money now they're getting a budget now well like, yeah but everything like, would have completely fell through if they couldn't get him for that seventh movie is what wrong. i'm saying oh yeah you are but, yeah you're not wrong you but are anyway right you are yeah, like i mean they could have so done it like off screen or something but my favorite part my favorite part is the fucking closing the door on hoffman and saying game over just the fucking gordon that, Final just f- game over. You don't bang, and Hoffman's just trapped in the room, chained to the fucking same just radiator like with the skeleton. Twelve like, seconds before that, even though it was cheesy 3D, I still fucking love that hacksaw. Just like, no, you don't get that chance. Yeah, throwing whips it across, it across the, room. the room. 
Yeah, just like, it's like, you don't even get the chance over. I got. And he's game over. And then he slams the fucking thing. Oh my god, man. That moment, just the moment when Gordon was like, he was like, he was like, you know what, this is like revenge for Jill. I'm like, this is like, you know, revenge. Right. And he's like, and he fucking just straight up game over. Slam. Like, that moment for me, like, now granted, that was one of the not greater Saw movies. That wasn't one of the best Saw movies. But I that would. moment... But that moment was like, to me, that was just a, like for that was his a character. Yeah, it was like it was like his character kind of like coming into a, like a, like to like not the end of his arc, but to like a point in his arc where he was like not Doctor Gordon from the first movie at all anymore, and he was in the same location as the first movie. Like his rotten foot was even still on the floor, like you know. So it's like one of those things where like, it's like his character arc kind of started in that room. And then he comes back and he chains Hoffman up and well, of but course. because Hoffman I mean, doesn't that's the perfect chance, fucking yeah. that's the best poetic fucking know, justice like, yeah. that Gordon could have gotten out of the entire thing. And he it, lost a foot and did all this other shit for yeah. uh John, which like regardless get, of if yeah. he was willing to or not, he still had to go through a lot of shit just to get his full yeah. fucking arc done and he got what he needed. He Absolutely. was able to serve his yeah, I won't did, say master, but he was able to serve his teachers. Yeah, he was you know, able to last do, request. He was able to do Kramer's like final like he wanted Hoffman taken care of because Kramer could not. He wanted allow, Jill protected and yeah. he wanted Hoffman gone. Absolutely. So he couldn't go untested. Exactly. And so it's one of those things that like I was blown away by the fact that like like I said, it kind of came full circle for his character where but like it it's like that's the thing though, is he chained him up. Where um, I think Ad- Adam from the first uh, was it Adam? Adam from the first one, yeah. From the first one, yeah. Like that was also there with Carrie Elba's character, like Adam, yeah. where he like how he chained Hoffman up, where Adam was chained up, and how Adam with Adam was, still his being skeleton there. was still there because Amanda Mercy killed him after after oh. Kramer left him to 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 like starve to death or whatever. Amanda went back and killed him, like as a mercy killing or whatever, but. Like she left his body there. She never bothered moving it. So like it went. So he chains Hoffman up with the skeleton of Adam, and and instead of giving him a chance to play a game or do something like right. that, he made Hoffman experience the same situation that Hoffman was putting people in because Hoffman's character was he was not following Jigsaw's ethos because or pathos or whatever it's called because he would not let people escape his traps. He made un, unescapable traps. So as a poetic form of justice, Gordon. Put him in a trap yeah. he couldn't escape from. Exactly. No, I mean it's absolutely the same, and for the most part, the same thing pretty much went for Amanda. The mm-hmm. only difference was John definitely put a completely different scenario in place where no matter what, she basically was not walking away. Yeah, because her aggression but, it was her downfall. And she even if she aggressive. was, and even if she was gonna get through by John's standard, she wasn't gonna get through fucking Hoffman, who still had the blackmail and everything else, because obviously she was there on the night where fucking yeah. Gideon died. Absolutely, officially. Right. Yeah, um, and and that's and that's exactly it. So like, I mean, either like if if Hoffman was still in the picture, like none of them would be able to continue going on right. because Hoffman was gonna pervert the whole jigsaw thing and exactly. turn it into something else. Like, and that would have been bullshit. Now, <laughs> to uh, go to what I think would be. Personally, my favorite part because yeah. I talk. Obviously, you hit probably the best part for the story, and that's definitely a good part for me. Oh, I the, fucking I love, love that. Yeah, just the chills I got. So I'm going to say the best part in terms of the torture and the gore. Oh. And for me and for everybody else, I think we can all agree. Even though it's still not that good of a movie, 
it still had one of the best scenes. Saw seven, the fucking junkyard scene with Chester Bennington. R.I.P. Oh my fucking. god, yes, rest rest in peace, Chester. But oh my god, that scene. But that fucking scene. You get oh. four fucking bodies out of it. A brutal thing where you know exactly what's about to happen, and it's fucking gorgeous to see it. Yeah. You get a good fucking face that everybody knows and loves, and now it's a fucking great memorial to him as well. Yeah, because he got to act the shit out of that scene. He acted the shit out of that scene. Plus, you get to see four neo-Nazis essentially get completely massacred. One gets their fucking face crushed with a tire, one gets (laughs) rammed through with the car, one gets their arms and jaw ripped off, and fucking Chester Bennington literally gets ripped off of a seat where he's super glued and stitched to it, and fucking flunked forward into debris and other junk other cars. miscellaneous junk it's shit. Gory and it's fucking intense amazing. as fuck. And it is intense as fuck. And that's the thing too is like what what I love about the franchise is that they always found ways to like ramp shit up, but also keep it consistent with the level of like the first one. Because right. like they didn't want to go too over the top with most of them. Like I mean Jigsaw got obviously because Jigsaw like it's even then jigsaw kept it toned back they showed some things that we hadn't seen in the other movies or in the rest of the franchise but they did it in a way that it makes sense for us to have not seen it you know like it's like it it makes sense because these traps weren't really traps that he used when he was like fully like he that's what he like was early days of jigsaw like never got famous for them right like Like, before he get pre-fame jigsaw like in all fairness i only threw a cup i mean it's more prevalent in his early scenes but towards the end of it you really don't see a lot of guns involved in the traps all that much no i I think there's the box shotgun from saw three before that there's the The gun wall from saw two traps the neck shotgun trap that and the neck shotgun uh was it lynn 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 had to wear it yeah that obviously john died because and then in the first movie we had the uh death yeah and then in the first movie obviously the shotguns that are pointing down that kills uh officer uh is that rig no, it was Riggs' no, partner. Was Riggs' partner, yeah. Um, one second. Uh... He was Asian, so I don't want to be racist by saying just a random Asian name. <laughs> no, I get you, I get you. Um, uh, but anyway. Find it out. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's... Uh... Anyway. Yeah, no, I get so, you, I get what you mean though. Like, yeah, he ends up he ends up yeah the other guy yeah he ends up running through the through the fucking trap and gets his like blown up with that and like and so that's the thing is there's like saw traps and in the video game in the saw video game which also is canon, um right. uh in the saw video game there's also the door traps that basically when you open the door they've got a they've got a shotgun pointed at the door so that it, when it opens past a certain angle it just blasts whoever's opening the door. Um, right. Easiest trap in the world to get past, by the way. You just open the door like a crack and then push it the rest of the way with a stick or something. Detective Singh. Singh. Detective Singh. Yes. Yes, you're right. And yeah, and yeah, he got fucked up. And like, so yeah, and like, it's it's one of the, like, that's the thing is he doesn't use a lot of guns, but I find towards that. Towards the end. Towards the end. Yeah. Obviously in Jigsaw and at the beginning, he was a little gun heavy. Yeah. In here is in their area. Well, but... they're easier to. Well, that's the thing is, I think what it was was it was ease, like ease of like replicability, like because like once Amanda came along, because she like, because like Jigsaw designed, like because Kramer designed the reverse bear trap, right? He designed it when of he was course. still in the hospital. Well, um, he no. I mean, he, he designed was, in the hospital, but he finished working on it with. Uh, well, that's what I mean. He didn't build Jigsaw. it. Jigsaw. Yeah, he didn't build it until he like until he finally like got out of the hospital and shit after his cancer diagnosis. Because there's actually like uh, some images when he's in the hospital. You can see if like yeah. you do still frames in the HD version, you can see the drawings of the bear trap, the reverse bear trap on the table 
in front of him. Like right. where he's where he's got the bedside table or whatever. So like he did like have the design, but Amanda helped him build it. Like once he had Amanda as like because no, she was in it. She no. was in it. Yeah, and it was she Logan it, Nelson from it was, Jigsaw. Yeah, it was Logan. Yeah, it was Logan Nelson who helped him finish it and like build it and like get his traps all actually like fully engineered and built and everything else. And like, it just like, it's just incredible that like they went and they fixed all of these things where people were like, well, how would he do this? Like, uh, like what the hell? Like, how is he doing it in this warehouse? Like where the fuck did he, and he had the warehouse because he was going to start like manufacturing things there as a job when his, when his wife was expecting his child Gideon, they were going to have a boy and named him Gideon. And, uh, and, um, when he died because of the crime that Amanda helped set up, it was Amanda and and Amanda and Cecil. Yeah. Cecil. Yeah. Amanda and Cecil, like they went to go rob the place. Cecil ended up killing. Oh, we should have mentioned a couple minutes ago. Uh, spoiler warning. Oh yeah. Spoiler warning. If you haven't watched (laughs) any of these movies at all, like, I mean, first of all, you, you won't know who any of these people are. We're naming by name. So good luck. Um, and, but, uh, but also like, yeah, just spoiler warning. Um, but uh, like, and speculation warning as well, because we are going to speculate about the new movie later on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I can see that like, as like, you know, like that moment, that gore with Chester, like that was like an intense fucking I mean, that moment. was a good one that I think ramped up a good majority in the series. I mean, obviously there's still the fucking, uh, the carousel of doom from Saw 6. Yeah. There's the entirety of the house from Saw 2, the fucking the needle pit. Yeah. yeah. Oh we my love, God. Everybody loves and the that, needle pit. That if leg that, trap, if it does oh, the fucking trap under the floorboards by the exit in fucking oh, in Jigsaw. Jigsaw? Like, oh my god, man, I hated that because t- the whole time I was like, I know that's taking his leg off. There's no way he's getting his leg out, ever. It's not coming out. Like, there's Unless no Unless it's chance. coming off. Like, it's exactly. like the only way is if his leg comes off. That's the only way it's getting out of there. Like, I think one of the most stress-inducing of all the traps that I've seen has to be the fucking, uh, the rack from Saw 3. The guy oh. who gets fucking all of his limbs just completely twisted. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean... I didn't like the one where the girl sticks her hand into the razor blade box from Saw 2, but that was just yeah. completely dumb and stupid, so I don't even care. Yeah, don't even care. Um, honestly, fun little fact that I actually learned and saw for myself, there is a key with, or there is a lock with the key inside of it on the other side of the box from where she enters the room. If she literally walked around and inspected the box, she could have gotten the antidote out without even having to stick her hands in the box. Yeah, she would have just been able to open the box literally and grab it out Just but anyway it. um <laughs> that's stress inducing but because of that it's dumb um that's why it's a jigsaw test because and also jig- because kramer would have right, set that right, up so that she had an easy way to solve it if she wanted course. to but then there's also obviously the needle pit that was meant for uh xavier and yeah. ended up going or amanda getting thrown into it obviously again stress inducing and shit like that but Very. i'm not one of those people who's super afraid of needles no. i mean don't hate me if you are and i do feel for well, you it's a squeamish it moment like even it's, it's a squeamish like moment regardless and i still moment, scream but like mm. but the rack literally twisting all of your bones yeah. until they completely snap and you're just relying on some guy in a robe to fucking help you out i know i'm, oh my I'm God. shitting myself yeah the I'm stress fucked. would be way too much like the stress would be just unfucking bearable man like and it's one of those things where like it's like there are so many moments of like just like and Another one, another really, really good one, or I guess bad one, once again, would be the one that Hoffman created, the reverse angel or whatever, the angel one that fucking, like, ripped her ribcage apart. And, like, uh, made, Amanda, like, 
Amanda yeah. created that, and Hoffman had to help set it up because obviously she. Well, no, that. Hoffman made it because Hoffman made no, it because Amanda. it was an un, it was an inescapable trap that Hoffman yeah. designed. Amanda was Amanda was making the inescapable one. Remember, that's why. Well, Amanda, no, Hoffman was. Hoff, they were both were. They yeah, both were. Hoffman, but that that's one was why Jigsaw no, didn't. He failed his tests because he yeah, was that's killing people. For they didn't reason. like either one of them because they were fucking making inescapable. But that one was designed and made by Amanda. But Hoffman had to help lift her up because obviously Amanda couldn't lift uh, the detective up by herself. But yeah, it's interesting regardless. And I think it's, you know, obviously if you haven't seen the entire series, go back and watch it just for the amazing soap opera drama of it. Um, but before we get into the speculation of the new movie, I think we need to run a quick little advertisement, shall we? Oh, yeah, good idea, man. Yeah, let's pop into. All right, all right. Do you like fashionable and unique clothing? Do you like things that shine super bright when exposed to light? Do you like discounts? Do you like advertisements that ask, do you like, over and over, knowing there is no direct way for you to answer back? If you answered yes to all of these questions, or even just the first three, check out lumenspot.com for some lit clothing and accessories, and use the code GOODBUDSPODCAST at the checkout for 50% off and free shipping. Thank you, LumenSpot, for sponsoring us, and thank all of you for listening. Check it out today with the link below in the description. Alright, so now for the amazing speculation time of Spiral. It's going to Spiral, man. Now, first, the first thing I need to comment on about this movie that I am, like, blowing my gasket about... Everybody out there, I hope you've seen the trailer, because the pig masks... Oh my god, Jake I know of all the details, of all the details. In I will admit, trailers. this is a good one to start. Like, of all of the details, there's a lot of them. There are a lot of details to, like, jump over in that trailer. But when I saw what they did with the pig mask, and how fucking good it looks, I was like... Absolutely. <laughs> they went from stupid Halloween USA mask covered in fake blood and dirt, and switched it with a mask that literally looks like somebody sawed the head off a pig, took all the innards out, and then shoved it on their face. Yeah, like, and it's it's, it's amazing. The robes, the the aesthetic, like, the look of, like, and I want to know so the bad copycat. who is under that. I want to know who is under that, because I remember at the end of another Saw movie, we saw someone knock somebody out and then put one of those masks on, and it happens to be my favorite character, but that's speculation. I'm, I I don't know, like, we, we it, like, we, me and Curtis have, like, this is where we split opinions, because we have two different ways it could go. Like, the, the way I'm leaning is that it could be, like, Do- Dr. Gordon could come back and do some crazy shit, like, with the Jigsaw stuff, but, and I, Wait. and I like the idea, but I love Curtis's idea, too. I like the idea, t- I like Shank's idea as well, like, yeah. but I don't think Doc... <laughs> I think once Dr. Gordon did his final thing in Saw 7, I think he was done, and he was just going to go on be a doctor. He got away with what he got away with, and he's done with it, unless he really needs to do something for John, even though John's dead and has yeah, been John, dead. John being dead. I don't think Kramer, or I don't think Gordon is going to continue doing anything. So my opinion is they're going to basically go off of what was said in Jigsaw, which is that there's online forums, and there's people on the internet who are sharing blueprints and ideas and all this of the jigsaw killer and because of this i believe that there's an online following slash cult of jigsaw which i hope this movie kind of starts the explanation of it and i believe that it's a group of people who are you know 
co-mingling together to try to do either Jigsaw's method either by the book or it might be an offset where they're or there might be an offset down the line or something where they're pretty much just murder hungry and they just grab people off the street thinking everybody needs to be tested yeah rather that's, than and, just the people who have fucked up in life yeah and i like but, that theory too like I, I like his theory just as much as mine like if it turns out to be either one of those things like i mean that would be but that's what we're awesome speculating for the ending and it would be awesome to see regardless so cool. now in terms of facts that we do know Chris Rock is executive producing, and he is also the lead actor. We also yep. know that acting in there is going to be Samuel L. Jackson mm-hmm. as his father. Amazing. Yep. Yeah, and actually, and, I believe that this movie, the reason this movie is even getting made, I read this factoid, is because Chris Rock ran into the dude who made the Saw franchise. And he ran into the... And yeah, he ran it was into, the C. It was the CEO of Lionsgate, yeah, Lionsgate and he ran yeah. into him at a wedding, actually. Yeah, a wedding, and he, he basically said to him that he really wanted to act in a horror franchise. He wanted to be in a horror movie or a horror franchise, and he loved the Saw franchise, so he would be interested in making a Saw movie. And the guy from Lionsgate was like, well, if you're willing to executive produce it, which means essentially pump money into it to make sure it can, you know, um, if However, you're willing to executive produce it, then... There are yeah. a couple other producers who are uh, joining as well. Specifically, mm-hmm. James Wan and Lee Winnell are also coming on as producers. I know! The original uh, creators yeah. of the first one. Yeah, the guys who made the first one. And it's uh, honestly, I'm I'm excited because we might get some of the original camp of the first one with a little bit of the like, the kind of like almost like the, they, because they didn't know if they were going to go with a th- thoroughly grounded killer or a kind of like sci fi, not sci fi, but like kind of like mystery, sporadic. horror, sporadic kind of almost, almost. And I then surprisingly, say, I want to say paranormal, but not. And out of, of everything, people love the fucking torture porn, That's so exactly they it. went with that. So they went with and, the, uh, so they went with the actual murderer who was just and a soap up. opera story, which turned out amazing. Which turned out incredible. Yeah, they they were like, okay, we guys, we came up with all these threads in the first one. Uh, let's make them connect. Uh, yes, time out. Um, but um, literally and metaphorically. Um, but uh, <laughs> basically, like, yeah, and so with uh. Like, with Jigsaw, like, it kind of, like, that online forum thing was explored. And, like, it, it could grow. Like, I see it going either way. But the fact that they're coming back could bring just, like, the special vibe that it really needs. And, like, the scenes that we've seen in the trailer, there are a few traps that we've seen. Um, right. There's a few traps that we've seen that, like, that I know one that we both commented on earlier when we almost, like, went through this entire conversation. Oh. We had to cut ourselves off because we would have talked... We wouldn't have recorded the podcast. We would have just kept talking about Saw. But, um, like we had mentioned, um, the train, like, the subway oh. train, that fucking scene... Where are your officers, Yeah, detective? where are your officers, detective? Oh, hold on, hold on. Where are your officers, detective? exactly but yeah and then like, just uh, this nice fucking aesthetic i like the blue aesthetic by the way mm-hmm. fucking it's like a kind of like a sepia tone in the op, like police station police, itself yeah. but then anything outside of that is like this nice blue tone and i love that in horror and movies, you know like, you know what they could be doing as well and i i watched a thing about this about a movie before i forget what it was but they t- they did time jumps throughout the movie but they didn't announce the time jumps but what they did is they used a different color grading so, like, when it was the past, it was, like, orange. But when it was the future, it was blue. Memento. So, was it Memento? Yeah. And like, well, so Memento scene, did one or, with yeah. that where it was in color when it was playing a reverse scene. And if it was playing forward in time at a certain point, 
then it was black and white. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it was like, and, and so that's like an inter- that might be an interesting concept too. Like they might be playing with like that. There's things that are happening because the Saw franchise is ubiquitous with movies that things that happen later having happened at the same times as things that already happened. You know, so it's like when we, yeah, so so yeah, so so it's like what was it? Saw I think four and Saw two happened at the same time. Three and four. Was it three and four? Yeah, no, three three was three because four happened like immediately after three, but three happened at the same time as two, right? No, no, three and four happened at the same time. Five happened immediately after two. Yes, that's the one. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, like minutes after two. Sorry, five. Sorry, five five happened after three and four immediately. Yeah, five happened like minutes after. Yeah, yeah, yes, I remember now. And so, like, so, like, it's one of those things where, like, they've always had a weird thing with making new things have a weird continuity for, like, you know, fitting into the past and that kind I of mean, thing. Like, a Jigsaw. just look at the whole, exactly, the whole movie of Jigsaw. It literally yeah. happens a combination Spoiler of ten alert. years in the future <laughs> and like five years in the past. Fucking watch yeah. the movie, not my watch the at movie. This point. No, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly, right. So it happens, like, it happens in the future, but also ten years ago. And so you're thinking, like, events that you think, as an audience, are happening now, because of some very creative cuts and some very clever editing, events that you think are happening now actually happened ten years ago in the movie's universe, and, like, they're just realizing it now. And it's like... And I think that's obviously one of those concepts that, with the Saw franchise in general, they have to basically fucking transfer that over in some aspect. And I'm really interested to see that. One thing that... Now there is one thing that I am kind of iffy about right now, but I'm on it. I'm open to it, obviously, because obviously this is supposed to be a copycat killer, and you know his own identity and shit. But I'm mm-hmm. not sure how I feel about the pig dolls replacing Billy the Puppet. To be fair, I'm. I, did I see think one they scene. look cool, and I look think they look crazy, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But hold on though, because I did. We did see one scene in the trailer where when he opens the box. If you kind of freeze frame for a second on that, like when you, you open see, the box, you see the white face with the circle. Right. So the spiral, I should say spiral, it's the name of the movie, right? But you see the white the white kind of porcelain with the spiral, right? And when he opens the box. So there could be possibly at all. And but, they might have these other pig things as another method of taunting them because they, the, because the whole year of the pig is important to Jigsaw, right? right? Of course, like, obviously. Of that's when, that's when, when Gideon, Gideon was, was supposed, supposed to be born, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, Year of the Pig is way important. So the pig doll kind of makes sense because it fits in with the pig motif. They are police, and some disrespectful people refer to all police officers as pigs. That could be what they might be taking from it, whoever the copycat per se is, unless could be. hypothetically they are still connected to uh, John Kramer, in which case... Yeah. Even even loosely, mot- like even just through the like cult. Now, like, through the online presence. And that's one of the things we absolutely... That's one of the reasons I really like that concept is because it brings a lot more into the story, which I obviously think that they're doing more of an anthology series where it's starting to spread out and focus more on the universe of the Saw series. How much John Kramer in these prequel Saw movies affected this whole universe, and now you're going to have Spiral from the Book of Saw. You're going to have true. other ones from the Book of Saw. I want to see a Cult of Saw. Or yeah, a cult other, of maybe it's like maybe it's like you know if like comic books came out and then suddenly people started like copycatting superheroes, right? Imagine I would love if in this to universe, see... Jigsaw became super famous, and then we start getting like the cult, the copy, the cult of Kramer or whatever, the cult of Jigsaw, and then yeah. maybe there's like you're yeah. saying there could be like 
Like, the there could Puritans be, like, cork, who... like, maybe Corkscrew or something from the Book of Jigsaw, and it's about a different killer in a different city who saw the fame of John Kramer and what he was doing and wanted to copycat it and do his version of exactly. that. Like, or, like I said, or having, like, an H. H. Holmes style uh, murder hotel just filled with all these people living together crazy. who just grab people off the street. And I want to see that one action version of Saw where... A guy actually is like a spec ops Navy SEAL style they guy. Accidentally they grab John Wick. They accidentally grab John Wick and he just gets through fucking murder skull fucks everybody on his way out of this building. Wait, he killed and... the pig minions? Yeah, he killed the pig minions. But there are no weapons down there. No, sir, he did it with a toothpick. What? He did it with a with toothpick. Toothpick. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Wait, what did you say this guy's name was? I don't know. He kept screaming something about Baba Yaga. <gasps> <gasps> exactly. But and something about his dog. <laughs> I think it's gonna be fucking fantastic either way. There is obviously a strong amount of mystery that they're trying to keep in the trailer, which is oh, good because I don't want them to fucking throw random shit into the trailer mm -hmm. and give everything away. I want there to be that mystery of what exactly the fuck is going on. And that's and what so I like far about with the, the trailers. Franchise. Yeah. So far with the trailers, they've done that, but. Like you were yeah. about to say, probably. Well, yeah, no, I was going to say, yeah, like, that's what I love about the Saw franchise is the fact that they can show you those shocking moments in the trailer, and you know that's not it. Like, you know that's not it. Because you know those are the high-octane moments that happen periodically throughout that movie, but that's not what makes the Saw franchise great, if you're a real fan. Like, that's the stuff that you see, and you're like, wait, the truck did what? Like, you know, you're like, oh, you're like, wait, that's Chester Bennington getting yeeted, you know, like that kind of thing, right? You're like, those are the moments that they show in the trailers because people are going to like that don't understand or don't care about the depth of like what's happening outside of all of those big flash moments, sure. all of those little creep moments or the like really like long, the ones they can't I mean, show in the trailer. <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about the most boner inducing movie moment, and I'm not talking because of who was in the scene. It would be when Jill gets her face fucking destroyed by the goddamn reverse bear trap. Because oh I God. waited seven fucking movies to see what that would look like. And I, I finally know, got it. I know. I got so goddamn hard, I needed my fucking dick to be surgically removed from my zipper. <laughs> it took. It was a long process. But I'm tisk. Um, <laughs> I can see that. That's why I drown now. Uh, but. <laughs> Cheese wheel. But, uh. <laughs> But, you know, like, it's it's amazing that they, like, the visual effects and the work that they have, the team that they have working, the visual effects on that movie is incredible. And this new one looks really good, too. Like, the short moments of, like, snippets right. that they've shown. The cinematography looks great. The visual effects look great. Like, the, like, the scenery looks amazing. It's got a very Saw aesthetic and vibe. And even Chris kind of seems, like, Chris Rock seems kind of, like, Toned down a little bit. Exactly. I mean, it's a little monotone, a little monotone-ish in what they showed. That's why I'm not giving any... Yeah. I don't... Samuel L. Jackson, trailer, Samuel L. Jackson, he, he does, you know. This is a personal opinion that is subject to change, and I'm just saying it right now. But first off, I love Chris Rock. Everything he's been in that I've mm -hmm. seen him in is fucking amazing. However, for what they've shown in the trailer, which I'm pretty sure most of it is out of context... He does sound like he's kind of monotone and not really projecting in the points where I think he should be projecting and that I know Chris Rock is available to do. Yeah. However, again, I'm pretty sure they're cutting the points out of context for the sake of the trailer. Yeah. And when they sound, get into yeah. context, it'll sound significantly better, significantly smoother. 
Oh, absolutely. Not to mention it's rated R, so he's probably saying motherfucker through a lot of it. Too. Oh yeah, he's probably swearing an awful lot, and they had to cut a lot of parts where he's not. And and so like, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like so, it's and, and even then, it he does look like he's at least like emoting well. Like he looks like he's reacting to like he looks facially like in, wise. Like, he's emoting like, he, like the 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 choices for wardrobe like and everything else and his hairstyle in this movie samuel l jackson just looks like samuel l jackson looks in every movie he's like it doesn't have an eye he shaved his i mean he shaved his head for this one yeah that's true that's true it that's the main thing that changes is his haircut other than that you get samuel l jackson yeah pretty much but no it was magnificent but it looks magnificent man and like the like it's frankly it's one of those things where I'm interested, like, the, the fact that the spirals are popping up all over the place, that, like, it's, you know, this detective, these detectives are clearly being taunted somehow, like, they're probably being tested in their own right, and it exactly. may be, like, it, it's, and like, I, yeah. Yeah, I think this one, sorry to cut you off, but I think okay, that, no. I think this one goes more to, like I was saying, the cult that definitely agrees more with what John was initially trying to say, and not just trying to be the random murder. It seems like they're definitely going after this one precinct for a specific reason there's something these cops or this yeah they've done uh, one detective have done that is making them be targets but yeah i'm not entirely sure and i would love to see how this goes further I, yeah i know it's it's like one of those things where um i basically uh i tried to look at the trailer and look for like any little tidbit or hint that i could find as to like the timeline of the movie as well, right? Because they say that it happens after, like, in the descriptions of the trailer, because obviously you don't just watch the trailer, you gotta read the shit, too. Um, but in there it said that it's a city plagued by... Co- like, that's... that's Like, it's copycat killers that harken back to murders that have happened in the in the history of the city. Now, they could be referring to Jigsaw and his killings, or, like you were theorizing earlier it could hearken to there having been other copycats that these copycats are copying so it's like another another batch at the same time a new theory that i just thought of it could also be just that there was a former murderer in the town you know back in like the 80s or something way before jigsaw was even famous and this new copycat of jigsaw even using his uh you know mentality and his fucking uh, mantra and monikers and stuff like that are now going ahead and you know using his imagery basically while also imitating these murders that were done by somebody who was completely unrelated yeah. to it yeah but it, again it's all speculation right now until we get the movie which I, can't I know think. and 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 honestly like i am so friggin' excited for it because like the spiral trap like obviously we saw a spiral specifically trap at least in the jigsaw movie you know oh, yeah. the blender i like to call it the human blender the human blender um that we saw that in jigsaw and kind of like it, it was a spiral but the, the imagery of the spiral so like there's so much they can do with that the fact that it's called right. spiral from the book of jigsaw it's like I mean, uh, there's so much they can all, go from there all in all it's harkened all the way back to the first one with the spirals on fucking billy the puppet's cheeks yeah yeah so it's one. always been consistent with that but even then it's obviously the main priority usually is like the puzzle piece or you know yeah. the slight spiral or blood stains or stuff like that and if you but... think about it kramer kramer kind of stopped people from spiraling that's kind of what he tried to do he tried to stop people from going down the and worst. down and down who were already in the process of doing so like amanda was she was a drug addict who was robbing fucking clinics with her buddy 
you know, right. like everybody else who he tested were, were people who were not, they were spiraling. They were going from worse people to worse people to getting worse and worse and even Hoffman, but he kept getting worse afterwards. Exactly. Right. So like, it's one of those things where like, and same with Amanda, she, she kept getting worse. Like she got better for a minute. And then she, once she, the power thing got to her head and everything else and the love of Kramer okay. got to her head, the unrequited. It was a combination like, of, yeah. you know, do they have that will to live? And then do they have the will to live further as a monster? Basically? Exactly. Yeah. And, that and was like so, the X factor. I don't think he really accounted. Yeah. For, he didn't account for that. And, and some of them testing. did. Yeah. So, but he just kept testing and like, and it's one of those things where the fact that, you know, like he ended people's spirals, that's kind of what he did. Right. But because becoming jigsaw is what ended his spiral because he was depressed he was going to kill himself. He thought he was dying. He was dying, but he wasn't dying at first, but then he was. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. complicated. It's complicated. For but, sure. But, uh, but basically, um, like, when he was becoming, when he became Jigsaw, he kind of ended his own spiral. He stopped himself from spiraling because he focused on basically what he thought was fixing other people. And it, it wasn't, right. obviously, clearly, just for the record. He was pretty bad, uh, not a great guy, but, you know, he saw it as fixing people, but on a completely 100% un unrelated note, Curtis, I think it would be an awesome time for us to fly into an ad spot. Oh, shit. Right that time? All right. About that time. Let's go. Hey, buds. You really want to show off your love of marijuana or just really shine at your next smoke session? You really want to go to MyHighShop.com for some of the coolest cannabis clothing and accessories. They have shirts, sweats, jewelry, grinders, and even pipes made out of amethyst crystals. You can check them out using the link below and let them know I sent you by using code GoodBudsCurtis at checkout. You can save 35% off your entire order and free shipping. Again, that's code GoodBudsCurtis at checkout. Thank you to MyHighShop.com and let's get back to the show. I love my... Hi, shop. And not only that, but I also love socks. They're fucking good franchise. Love the franchise. We love everything about it. And unfortunately, we would love to talk more about it, but we do have an interview coming up. And it's before true. that, I do have to ask, Shank, how are you feeling? Man, I am feeling magnificent. This strain is awesome. Um, It's not... It's. I'm definitely very relaxed. I'm melting into my chair, but I feel very happy, very uplifted. Like, my energy's still kicking with me. My left foot's going to sleep a little bit, but that's just because of how I'm sitting, and I don't feel like moving really at the moment. I could if I wanted to, though. That's the important Thank distinction. Um, but no, I'm good, man. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. How how are you? How's your strain treating you? How are you feeling? Um, I'm def. Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of like a mix of obviously the two mixed uh, sources that we got. I'm definitely getting the happy and the euphoric, slightly giggly, but not too much. I am uplifted. I'm not really sleepy, but I'm relaxed. Hmm. So it's, I would say, a relaxing euphoric body high and a happy, uplifting head high. So, it's like, so they could have just said that from the fucking beginning. Yeah, they could have just said that from the beginning. Gotta be all special and conflicting and whatever. Yeah, why y'all gotta Regardless, be weird? Why y'all gotta be weird good. like that? <laughs> uh, I don't have that much dry mouth and. All safe, yeah, All in all, it's pretty chill. I got a little bit more of my bong to smoke, oh, yeah. but before I Me smoke too. some of that. I do got to say one last thing about Saw. If you guys haven't yet, go to your local Walmart or whatever. They have the first seven Saw movies in a complete box set on DVD. Not even really a box set. It's literally like oh, the size of a Blu-ray yeah, set. It's true. 
You can get the first seven of them on there with behind the scenes content for all of them. It's fucking awesome to see how these movies were made and dirt cheap and honestly like if, it was if like it's like, like 12 bucks for me yeah yeah and if you actually think like if these are the kind of movies a lot of people discount off the get-go and the one thing like also i have to say like in these movies defense if you actually sit down and pay attention to them and you like pay attention to details as you're watching them and just kind of store them away in your brain like okay that's what that character's name is and this is what they're doing and just kind of like file it away right. because later on that might get referenced and i know that might flow fly over a lot of people's heads but it's like they made it like a tv show in that way like they expect people to have watched like we say everything it's like a soap opera yeah they expect you to they know they expect you to know whether carlito is you know the really the father of dominique's baby or not right like they expect (gasps) you to know this alfonso my half brother it was actually ruby it was actually rubio the evil twin that was separated at birth (gasps) yeah but then the evil triplet came back it was weird. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, he was anyway, more evil than the last. He was more evil than the other one. Yeah, he was. He was even more of a dick than the fucking other one. Regardless, and he had a goatee. All right, I think we're done with the saw, and it's time <laughs> Watch that we saw our way into a bong hit, yep. and after that, into a into a. Interview. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't even know. I'm dying. Hey, buds, here we are in the interview section. Now we are going to be joined by our good bud Isaac once again, but he's brought a fantastic guest with him for an awesome conversation today. We've got Aaron. So Ooh. welcome. Welcome to the show, Aaron. It's great to have you here, man. Absolutely, man. I, it's a great pleasure to be on. I appreciate it. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. Love, love hey, having Aaron. you here. And Isaac, love having you back, as always. Fantastic, bud. <laughs> um, but, uh, so our first question that we always ask at the beginning of every conversation. Mm-hmm. Hey, Aaron, do you partake in the cannabis? Oh, of course. You have to have that, hold the holy lettuce, you know, you got to have it. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. You got to at least end the night with it. You know, <laughs> yeah. nice kick back, relax. Can't relate. Nice. I was about to say, Isaac, did you transfer over to the dark side yet? No, the only time I'll transfer over to the dark side is if you guys have a little dicky on or Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, <laughs> All right, you heard him. We got goals. Seth Rogen, we know you're out there listening, buds. We know Seth Rogen and little dicky listen to this podcast. We know it. We know it. Oh, they come forward. <laughs> yeah. Shut the hell up. Hey, anyway, so Seth Rogen. No, <laughs> okay. So, buds, as always, as tradition, since we now know the answer. We need to uh, partake ourselves. So I have a bong pack right here. I have a bong pack right here. And a run. Oh, you got a little dabber in it? There we go. There we go. (laughs) And with all that being said, everybody at home, I hope you have your propter uh, cannabis receptacle fucking packed, rolled, whatever. Just get it fucking ready. Let us blaze it. Toke smoke. Toke smoke. Holy smoke. Oh, Ooh. dang, son, that is tasty. Is that shit? I like <clears> your guys' pieces. Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I was jealous of Curtis's. He had more girth than I did. See, I, I originally had this little small rig back here, and uh-huh. um, my other one was just un, unusable. It was broken. So I was, I was jealous of Curtis's girth on his bong, so I went out and I bought my own one. Um, it's not as girthy as his, but it's slightly longer, I think. 
Mm. Uh, but uh, for anyone <laughs> curious, it's from the Encore collection by Black Sheep. Yeah, mine oh, okay. is uh, nice. Yeah, mine <laughs> is the jean. Why, why did it sound Last? like you're doing a makeup commercial? Encore. <laughs> mine, if mine anybody wants Encore to uh, promote, if anyone <laughs> wants to come in and yeah, see my my usual smoking method is usually a bong. Yeah, I mean yeah. I transitioned throughout the years, you know, blunts, pipes, but uh, I'm usually like a myself. tall one. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm a drunk guy myself. Curtis, Curtis is a big bong guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every time I yeah, always have playing to have games. All you hear is his fishy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> my yeah, fish get very yeah. hungry. Yeah, when we're all well, because Twitch is kind of antsy about um about bong hoots and stuff like that. You can't just openly be like bong hoots. Exactly. Uh, so, so when yeah. I stream on Twitch at Good Buds Curtis, which you can check me out there, I should be streaming every. Make sure to follow his so. ass. Exactly. Um, you can also follow Shank. He, he twitches oh, yeah. occasionally. Yeah, good bud Shank. I twitch. Yeah, I twitch. Every, actually, every Thursday I'm going to be doing some twitchy twitching. So check that out, guys. Yeah. You yeah. should also get that checked by a doctor. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I twitch too much. Um, but yeah. So, Aaron, we are happy to have you here, man. It has been. We've heard a lot about you, Isaac. So, you know, you talk quite a bit about you. Obviously, I got to game. I got to game a little bit with you. Not not as much as I would have liked, but we got to game a little bit, which is nice. And, uh, you know, like, I'm I'm stoked to have you here. So, obviously, like you said, you're a fan of, as you called it, what was it, the Lord's Lettuce? or I like the Devil's Lettuce myself. I like the Holy Lettuce. The, the Holy Lettuce. Uh, devil's Lettuce, you know. Yeah. No, so so that's good. So so uh, so how long have you been imbibing of the, uh, the you know, the, the fan of this cannabis? How long have you been in, in the cannabis community? Now I think about it. So I'm 21 turning 22 now. When I was 13, so about nine years, yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, didn't really get into like you what you could call a stoner area until you know around 15. So, yeah, same the teen about same area here. Yeah, teen years. Yeah, I hear you. That's when you started really taking on the culture, and you're just like, you know what, fuck it, I I could definitely be one of these people's. Yeah, Yeah, and I I I found it was I found a lot of the people in my area as well were getting into some other shadier shit, and I just didn't want none of that. And so, yeah. like, the buddies that I kind of, like, congregated and, and got along with really well that I, like, hung out with, like, they were all like, let's just smoke weed and sit down in the woods somewhere. And, like, and dude's like, I'll bring a bongo. And I'm like, I'll bring my guitar. And we're like, all oh, right, nice. Sweet. We can vibe with that. <laughs> like, and we just go, like, sit in the woods and smoke weed and play guitar and stay out of fucking trouble, right? So that's yeah, cool, Yeah, no, man. that's a good way to do it. Yeah, we ended up getting around that point we weren't cool enough i didn't have a nice enough friend circle to have a bongo or i said that real funny a bongo or hey a man that's cool you don't hate to trust me the dude who owned the bongo was kind of a douchebag anyway so it doesn't need to be a nice friend group doesn't everybody who owns a bongo a douchebag? i'm pretty sure hey i own unless a bongo, they're the, you son of unle- a- <laughs> unless they're the dk bongos for gamecube those things are lit and i still have my pair see i'm more ladies of a, i'm more of a i'll judge you if you, if you, own, if you own a power glove I don't know, but yeah. so 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 that's a that's a while. So obviously, in that time, you probably got some some really uh, some really funny incidents. Now, well, Isaac, I first, believe. Oh yeah, first sorry, and foremost, I want to. I mean, obviously, the two of you are friends. Yeah. Uh, how the two of you meet would be the first story that that's we should a definitely understand. Damn good question. How did you meet what? our good bud Isaac? Wasn't it tenth grade? I want to say tenth grade. You, you came in late to English class. Miss mm, Hurley, right? Yeah, it was Miss Hurley's English class, and me and my friend uh, Xavier, we were just you know fucking around doing our work and whatnot. Aaron comes in, all quiet. Was, it, was there any trouble with his wheelchair? 
Yeah, was he no, like, or did he just like possible? mind melt? Or did he, did he just, just mind melt it? Powers? <laughs> Professor X. Anyway, yeah, my dude, we were just walking around doing our work. Aaron comes in very late. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, we're just sitting there fucking around. Eric sits sits down right in front of me, doesn't it? Starts just doing his work, you know, quiet. He was the quiet type before I met him, and he was just sitting there doing his work. We're just. Me and my friend fucking around. All of a sudden, we see fucking Aaron out the corner of our eyes pull a goddamn McDonald's. What is it, Burger King? It was a McDonald's <coughs> breakfast burrito. He pulls a breakfast burrito out of his pocket and just starts eating it. Like, like sneakily eats it, puts it back. And then uh-huh. me and my friend, we notice, like, yes, man. What, a breakfast burrito? And he's like, yeah, I got another one right here. <laughs> I got two of them. I got the sauce and I had the hash brown, so I got to the custom door. <laughs> it was so funny because it was just like out of nowhere. Yeah, I got one right here. And that's like one. some that's some Napoleon dynamite shit. Like, bro, give me some tots. Okay, man. Let me get some tots. You actually gave some. No, like, it reminds me, it reminds me of the time when I went to work one time and I had stopped at Tim Hortons to grab a coffee and a breakfast sandwich uh-huh. before I went to work. And it was I was still at the a gro- the grocery store at the time. And normally it's an in and out kind of thing when you go to Timmy's. Like Canadians know you. They're like fucking efficiency, fucking personified, right? You go in there, you're like double double breakfast sandwich. They're like, and it's made, right? And like, and so, but to that day for some reason they took fucking ages, and I ended up being late to work. And the worst thing that you can do when you're late to something is show up with like a coffee, like and fucking like a yep. sandwich, because then they're like, oh. You were late to get here, but you had time to stop and get a fucking coffee. Like, yep. you know, they, they were like, you could have, you know, left the line when you realized you were going to be late. And I can't, can't tell you how coffee. many mornings I like, fucking skipped getting my morning coffee because I was going to be like yeah. just on time or like two minutes late. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. Do I be I mi- yeah. late? Do I be late opening the kitchen? Just because I went and got coffee at a restaurant yeah. that has coffee. That has coffee. Exactly, I mean, right? So, like, I was, yeah. And I fucking, but I was, like, you know, that I didn't give a shit about that job, really. So, like, I was kind of, like, all right, cool. Like, I'm, like, I'll, I'll wait. And I waited, and I, got my, and I got my breakfast sandwich. But I stuffed it in my fucking, like, I had an apron thing that had a big front pocket. And I stuffed it right in the front pocket. And it looked awkward as hell because it rested right around where my junk rested. So, it was, like, a nice big, like, breakfast sandwich-shaped bulge. And I went into work and, like, you know, took off my jacket, hung it up and everything, punched in, went and started walking around. And I do, like, I did, like, an outside kind of job. So I literally went outside and walked a lap around the outside of the store to do, like, a perimeter a perimeter check with uh-huh. air quotes. And uh, during that perimeter check, I, like, downed that breakfast sandwich as fast as humanly possible. Like, so, right. like, and, and I just, like, but, like, yeah, just trying to, like, sneak it in without my boss seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff yeah. it down. Keep it in your pocket until you can take take a couple bites. So yeah. from this break or so from this McDonald's breakfast burrito, this friendship sparked. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yeah, oh nice. man, that's um, great. And then just started like hanging out through high school, shit like that, and then hanging you know, out. Honestly. We had we had a lot of the same classes throughout the years, which I, think, I never I think, really. What was it? Only the first period class was the only class we didn't have together. Every every since second period to the end of the day, we had every single class together and. I gotta. I can't lie. Tenth grade was probably my best year, to be honest. Yeah, I made a lot of friends that year. I mean, that was my first year at that high school too. I had transferred. Yeah. So. Oh, I was about to say. Oh, this guy's in all my classes. You know, maybe I should be friends with him. Yeah. Hey, dude. <laughs> like, what is it? What is it, bro? Oh, you want a burrito? 
I knew I should have been friends like, with this guy. Yeah, it's, like bro, it's like bros by proximity, right? Like, it's like one of those things where you like, it's like, it's people always say that child, like, I actually I was reading a study about it the other day. It's really weird. I read all kinds of random bullshit when I'm bored. And it was like about how kids that become your friends because they like live in the same neighborhood as you or on the same block as you or shit like that. And people are saying uh -huh. now... Are they are they only your friends because they live close to you, like regardless of personality traits, like whether you meet them and like your personalities, whether they're completely conflicting or completely compatible doesn't matter. And like the proximity overtakes that, like all of those other like essential relationship things just due to the fact that you live close to each other. Yeah. And they were saying that it's like a really complex topic to study. Right. And like but yes. they also said that. In the majority of cases, those friendships, regardless of the founding and everything, are stronger. Like, just by being, like, in the same classes together all the time, or being in the same stuff, like, you know, the same block, or hanging out, having recess at the same time, or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. those bonds are just as strong as, like, other bonds that you can make through, like, working together or whatever. Like, they all, they're all fucking right. the same. Like, which is... No, like, it's... I mean, it's absolutely yeah. true. Fucking, yeah. I still... If I literally messaged any of my friends who I lived nearby when I was a kid right now, they would be like, yo, man, what's up? Fucking, you want to do something? Want to hang out or some shit? I mean, obvious. I mean, fucking, my cousin Jamie was one of them. Fucking, yeah, Jamie. So obvious. And I have a fucking really good, strong uh, bond with him, obviously. Yeah. I have another friend who I don't talk to as much right now because he has kids to take care of and yeah. a solid Adulting job. Adulting happens. I get, if I met with him at a fucking restaurant or a bar or something, we would sit down and fucking hit it off no problem. But if I never was near this kid for, you know, our childhood is in growing up, I'm not saying we would have never gotten along, but definitely not this much of friendship. Yeah, I would have been like, that. yo, man, what's up? How have you been? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, it's yada yada. But that's, that's really so. cool that you guys had like, so you shared class together, started hanging out and everything like that. And like. Obviously, during that time, you you clearly I'm I'm sure that those burritos probably had a little bit something to do with cannabis, probably. <laughs> uh, so in the morning before school, I usually I was kind of the odd man out, and I didn't like smoking before school because I usually either wouldn't I wouldn't go if that was the case, or I would absolutely be taking a nap by you know, eleven yeah. thirty in the morning, and then that's not that's not the greatest attendance. No, no but, yeah, bad uh, idea. I'm sure staying up the night before and gaming and smoking and waking up with a little bit of a munchie spree, you know, yeah. like every morning, every morning I need a little bit of a snack and then yep. Isaac can attest to it too, you know. That's what I was about to say. Something, yeah, you would think he was high, but he really wasn't because <laughs> as soon as the first lunch period would start, can I'd I go to the there. bathroom? Gone for like five minutes because he goes to every single lunch period. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I was a little bit of a <laughs> of a dredge in the food supply, yeah. But hey, man, that's, that's I'd show up, smart. <laughs> and then I'd go. I'd return to class. I'd go to go to lunchroom real quick. Go through the one way, come back out. Now I got a little chicken bowl. Eat some of that. <laughs> Maybe I have like a little, you know, something I could stick in my pocket. Sneak Get back a little carton of chocolate milk or something. Yeah. Wash it yeah. down yeah, on the way yeah. back. Get back to the Salem mm -hmm. witch trials. Everything's good. Yeah, Bam, cardboard slice, of, cardboard slice of pizza. You know. Yeah. <laughs> shove it in your pocket i hear you yeah that's a good that's a good idea man and like and so i was similar when i was in school i was one of those dudes that i would smoke when i was like done with school for the day like by by my senior year i had like four spares so i would like be able to take off for most days at the end of the you, day just kind of like take off and just be gone want to explain the spares thing because in the U.S., we don't have anything called spares. Oh well, shit. All right. So what spares are um, essentially is uh, when when you you need a certain amount of credits to graduate, 
And, uh, like, if you, in, like, your last year of school, only need, like, th like three more credits to graduate, there are two semesters in the school year. So if you want you to, only you only need to take three fucking classes, and you can spread them out amongst two s semesters, or you can just take all three of them in one semester. And what I did is took all three of them in one semester, because there were five subjects in one day. Yeah, so, so you got that, the last two hours yeah, as... Yeah. So uh, yeah, whatever. so I had the, yeah, so I had basically I had a lunch, a recess, I had two recesses and a lunch, which was like totaled out to an hour worth of time. Wow, and and in which was crazy classes. in between all my classes, like spread out throughout the day. But like the way I worked it out with my schedule, with like you know, I basically went and talked to like the person who organized my schedule and made it so that my classes were always in the morning. So I would go in in the morning, do my three classes, and then I would have the rest of the fucking day off school, and I would just take off. That's like it would, it would be like yeah it'd be like it'd be like recess lunch recess then spare <laughs> spare and i'd have that that would be the rest of my day so i'd go for the first three classes then i'd be gone wow and, so what you'd be out by like 11 or noon oh every yeah day? man yeah i'd be i'd be gone by like noon latest yeah, then, our school is like that our senior year well if you you know you had all the credentials like you know if you took yeah health yeah, I took extra. Beginning. I took extra credits and stuff so that I basically. Oh, see, would, I yeah, so, there was so a really extra, would, Well, I mean, there was extra yeah. credits if you continue taking more art classes. Or yeah, I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to be in school anymore. I had other ambitions. Right. No, and, that's, uh, no So that's, yeah. That's, so like. So I fucking yeah. And I'm sure you can. I'm sure there's ways to do like accelerated programs like in in the states and stuff like that. I know they've got like AP programs where you can do like. Oh, AP my my sister level was part of one where she would yeah. go to high school half the day and then go to college. So by the time she got her diploma, she would have a two year degree. That's what I mean, right? That's what I mean. So, it's, so like, they've got that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, like, it's it's similar here. I didn't really do the college-level shit. I didn't bother with it because after school I left and did music. And it was a stupid, long story that I'll get into on another podcast when we're talking about me. But, um, but it's, uh, like... But, yeah, I'd have the rest of the fucking day off school, so it was great, man. Like, I would just be able to, like... And then... But I'd always smoke after school, just not before, because I'd do the same thing. I'd probably fall asleep. I only had three classes my last year, so I was like, man, if I'm falling asleep in class... Like, yeah. and like, I only have three classes to go to. It's not going to look good. You might as um, well just get it over with, come yeah. home, you know, boot the PS4 on or whatever yeah. you got, you know? Yeah, it was, it was pre-PS4. <laughs> I didn't have PS4. That was like pre-PS3, Oh, it's oh, true, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I it was just before PS3. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was... um. It was it was like a hella hella fun though, man. Like and that's and that's cool though. You getting those munchies, eating those pocket burritos. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get some of those. I'm gonna have to get Absolutely. me some pocket burritos. Now uh, obviously <laughs> those high drinks definitely sound fucking hilarious and stuff like that. But now I think we should be getting into the point where it's uh, how about you let us know on some of your favorite smoking stories that you've gotten into? Anything that pops out? Anything that really uh? Yeah, fun, crazy, wacky, tickled weird. Your Tickled your fancy. <laughs> well, I definitely have a good amount. Uh, the details will come to me as I start pulling on them. But of course. We don't you need can names, names either. You can admit names and locations if you want to. You don't need to be specific with names or locations, obviously. We are all for all for anonymity, right? So you can... Well, right for an, yeah. We're for an entertaining story. Yeah, straight up. So I can think of uh, probably... I can remember the first few times i smoked very particularly because like i really wasn't into smoking until some years had passed my whole friend crew was kind of into the skateboard scene and <laughs> hanging out in our area so then it was a bit like a quick transition for the rest of them i wasn't really onto it that fast skateboarding but... is a gateway drug to cannabis <laughs> often so i, I, skate I skateboarded time... before i smoked me too 
and the first time was pretty cool it wasn't anything crazy but so then like the third time we're hanging out under this bridge close to our zoo which is like in this valley with woods mm-hmm. and such I know exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. and so these fools pull out a coca-cola can i'm sure other listeners mm-hmm. will be hip to this oh, yeah. all the and cannabis I'm sure probably users you guys there. as well the classic <laughs> soda can uh-huh i know pull out the coca-cola oh. pull out that good dank reggie yeah, that, <laughs> that, that good old days. Stank. It was a type of shit. Reggie. It would make you have a little bit of a buzz between your eyes and your ears, and it was a headache. It wasn't a high. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. so high right now, dude. You have a fucking do migraine, you, dude. Yeah, that's that's nah. Um, yeah, but and it was a sketchy spot in general. I mean, we were like we were kind of grown for how young we were, like the way we handled things and such. But there were couches down there. There were tents. There were hobos that would, you know. Oh yeah. They yeah, trade like a you rough area. Yeah, they would show you a secret spot of the woods for like a little, little tiny, like three dollar vodka or something. <laughs> so that wasn't the best situation to begin with. And then the one, they're all new to smoking. So the one dude, he hit it and he immediately like blew back into the can no. and just shot all. It was like oh, the only no. little bit dude all over and so the ground is uh like this clay dirt with these um what's that called just gravel yeah so yeah. the reggie is now sprayed across the gravel i'm not oh, even interested no. like no. i said because no this is like the third no time point. i smoked and right. i didn't get interested until at least 16 or 15. Well, not when you're smoking that shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> and up until I was around, I don't know, I guess I could say 17 or 18 around here, people would try like the common price for good loud or good weed was like 20 to 15. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of obstacles in the way, but I didn't even care when they blew it. And then I ended up being the one who actually found it. And then, of course, they wanted to start picking. I was like, you know what? I There's a Burger King right up this hill. I'll catch you guys there with a rodeo burger waiting, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was around the first time. That wasn't Screw really. Screw you guys. I'm going to Burger King. Fuck this shit. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Hit me up when <laughs> no. you want to go. You know, Ollie off a curb or something. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I know, right? You yeah. Let me know when you're going to do some rails off a bathroom toilet seat. Let's fucking yeah. like, like I'll be over in the Burger King. Is that skateboarding terminology? I don't know anymore. Yeah, rails <laughs> off a toilet seat. Uh, that sounds like some 80s stuff. Oh, man, shit. <laughs> it's a handicap um, stall. It's okay. <laughs> there is, there's a good amount of... They all are when I'm in them, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> oh No, but that's, cra- that's crazy, man. So, the, so you, 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 you took yourself up out of that situation. Yeah, I know. Ended- I ended up not wanting to be as desperate as the rest of them because I wasn't even uh, interested, let alone. But they yeah. smoked the dirt Reggie's out of a Coca-Cola can. Yeah, it's like, dude, that was my three bucks, bro. You know, oh, like, fuck. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that interested, but... You're like, so yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I feel like whenever someone starts smoking at a young age, when they look back on it, there's a lot of just ridiculous situations you can recall and you think yeah. to yourself like what was i doing you know so there's there's a few times where our local woods which is connected to that valley with yeah. that bridge there's different spots throughout it can think of this one time uh we met up with this guy who's a little bit older and he was kind of a fool 
and we were foolish for going in the first place. Yeah. But so he ended up we ended up smoking out of his little metal pipe, and the sun was setting, and it was kind of a creepy scenario. And then the guy who is older than us, and he should be on his game about his wits, he started saying, "Oh man, that Reggie has me feeling funny, man." And so he starts putting it in our heads that there's something else in there. We're still me and my friend who yeah Isaac had a reference earlier. We're yeah. still on the younger side. So then we start bugging a little bit. We're looking to him for a little bit of a guidance, even if we know he's like a fool. We're like, hey, you're older. You should you should you know something, adult. right? Yeah, you should point us. He was like, <laughs> that's the thing, man. Older. You don't realize until you're an adult. You're like, man, adults seem to have it all figured out. And then you become an adult, an adult, and you're like, why don't I have it figured out? And then you look at another adult, and you're like, do you have it figured out? And they're like, no. And suddenly you realize no adults ever had it figured out. They just faked it the whole time. It's fucking. That, and then the other <laughs> thing I noticed is like, as you grow as older, as a parent, it's terrifying. <laughs> As you grow older, the person you did respect, once you get to that level, like when you're 13, you look up to a 19-year-old and you think this guy is so cool. And then now yeah. you're 19. Dude knows what you're talking about. about it. Now you got 13-year-old, 14-year-old people in your group if you roll that way, fucking yeah. looking up to you like, oh, dude, that guy's fucking cool and shit like that. That was my group, never... I mean, my group, me. was, my group was kind of one of those massive groups of people where it was just a whole bunch of like-minded people who came together mm -hmm. it, there would be a branch and obviously you know age difference but we would all hang out in the same spot not really caring but there would be an age group from like 14 to 24 of just people just simultaneously Feeling. hanging out at this park like oh, with relatively same exactly <laughs> type of thing it's so, always it's that park setting yeah i had a park across the street i still kind of do now i shouldn't say kind of but it's right there. Uh, my, my, yeah. my Comment down there. below if you're a park kid and ended up in a giant group of people who you probably shouldn't have been hanging out with, but you ended yeah. up anyway. They're cool yeah. people. What yeah. shenanigans do you get into? What trees did they have to cut down to take away that privacy you didn't deserve? You know? How many times they had to. Oh, actually, they did that with us. They took away bushes so they could see what was going on in the park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, signs. Signs for us. There was a really big sign. Oh, and uh, they made. Uh, we had at the skate park, there was a, uh, the giant, um, quarter pipe that was the drop-in. We called it the vert because it was, uh, like a 10-foot ramp, and it was the only vert ramp that we had there, the vertical-type ramp. Right. And uh, anyway. inside the, yeah, the back of it was hollow, and, but it had boards. It was made of plywood and shit, so people would go in there and smoke all the time, so they replaced okay. it, and when they did, they made sure to make one with a metal frame that was completely open concept, so you could, like, completely see through the back of the ramp. Right. Like, so like, and, oh. and they said it was so you could climb up safely, like because it was like almost like a ladder type situation on the side, yeah. like on the sides in the back. I, it was, a, no. you know, it was because they was, were smoking in there, and they're like, bruh. Well, we, then again, one of the reasons for us might have been because there was the time that they had to power wash the entire park because my friends wanted to hair dye or dye their hair in the park, oh and then ended gosh. up having a fight with it. There was purple <sighs> everywhere. Yeah, see, destruction of I am so people's attention. I think the city of actually ended up finding somebody. Yeah. I can't remember who, but Damn. not surprised. Yeah, wow. not surprised. Yeah. Well, destruction of property is a different story. Like if you're just like me and my friends, we would just like we didn't cause shit. There were groups of people we knew at the time that would go around. They would cause shit. They would get drunk. They would smash it up. They would even smoke weed. Some of them would smoke weed and smash it up. But right. me and my buds, we did not like doing that. We would yeah. just fucking chill. We wanted to stay out of the way. Where we weren't bugging anybody, we weren't. We we'd actually pick up garbage on our way in and out of the, like when we were going in and out of the woods to right. hang out. 
like we'd pick shit up and like take it with us to throw yeah. it out like it's like fuck it man right. like you know like no there was still yeah. people in our group who obviously were respectful of the shit and yeah. stuff just, i'm sure but some the... of them yeah but that was just a dumb choice that was like when a it becomes i think that was just impulsive when you get choice. a giant group obviously some people start doing some wacky shenanigans oh yeah, yeah. well the I don't know, mattering your area and how big your group is, looking back on it, it could be like the kids is all right by their offspring, you know? Big Yeah. I have that's, that song hits me a little hard too sometimes. Yeah. That's kind of a little bit of my friend group, uh, under a magnifying glass in certain in- instances. But yeah, it's wild, man. Exactly. The, wild. the tail end of that story though, with that that dude and that pipe and whatnot is that, yeah. Uh, they have like park rangers that kind of go around and we thought there was a park ranger. I think there was, but I mean, who's crazy enough. There's like one street lamp and that's maybe, I don't know, a hundred feet into the woods, you know, and at nighttime, like it's all types of freaky. I don't care if I'm a security guard and you're paying me, I'm not walking in there just stop some kids from smoking, you know? Well, we didn't think that way. We took a detour down the mud hill, fucked our shoes up, fucked our jeans up, you know, the yeah no just everything up <laughs> and uh so that's you know and then you could take that instance and you could probably multiply it three or four times over the you know over the years in that crappy woods stuff like that happened all the time we go down there we're still young this is before like you know different levels of maturity yeah a good amount of that type of stuff there was one time different person same age range i was about 14 they were maybe uh, 19. I was hung out with the older kids. Right. We're down there smoking. Now, this is around when La was like 15, and then they started getting like that mid range stuff. You know, it was like half Reggie, half loud. You could get it for right. a better price. Yeah. And so we're smoking it, and like one helicopter flies overhead, which is totally normal. I mean, yeah. we live we live on the outskirts of Cleveland and old. Should I say that? Yeah, no. No. That's all good. Well, yeah. we live on the outskirts of Cleveland, so a helicopter yeah. is nothing new. No, and the woods is or the zoo yeah. is luckily, 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 Cleveland is a big place. So if you say that, I think you're all right. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I mentioned that I live in. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, okay, yeah. So. We know. Well, they, they know where we're located, roughly. So this is around the time I start to realize, like, stop looking up to the older kids. Just because they're older doesn't mean they know anything. Because next thing I know, we dump whatever was left of that mid-range stuff, which is like you know gold at the time if you got nothing but reggie of reggie market we dumped that and then we started trying to like run away and i wasn't even really fully into it but just seeing him so freaked out i was like well i'm not getting left in the woods alone because this time it was nighttime you know yeah right so people get twitchy some people get squirrely like i remember there are a few stories i've got a like few stories I, I won't go in any like long like long ones but i know definitely what you're talking about where someone gets really squirrely and you're like dude mm-hmm. like relax and you're the younger one in the situation and you're like buddy chill like it's okay. yeah like you know like right. first of all if there are police the worst thing we can do is run around like idiots yeah like, you know? Just... so like if there are cops like what we can do is we've already gotten rid of the weed we can just walk and if they do happen to be around be like how you doing and if they're like what are you doing out so late in the evening be like going for a walk because i work night shift and i just got done work and they're like okay yeah don't bother me and then you're like and then and you're like yep and then you keep going like really like as long as like Mm -hmm. you just keep walking and it's like fucking but people start squirreling out and you're like no i feel like (laughs) most of the time it comes from like 
it's kind of a mirror effect. It's like, how suspicious do you feel? You will show that on your face and your body language and other people <laughs> will see that and they'll stop you. They'll be like, Hey, what's up? You know, that's kind of how I got through a lot of yeah. high school. And even, you know, I know it's within my jobs too. I kind of just bleed into the background and then a few hours pass and they're like, Hey, where's Aaron? I'm like, I'm over here. I'm Where have you been? You know, <laughs> so I try to do the same thing with the cops. I yeah. think the last story that has anything to do with the woods is worth mentioning is probably actually kind of the better one yeah and this is around the age when the immaturity you know got a boot we're getting older you got kids coming over from different parts of the city you know holding us up for a skateboard or 10 bucks whatever we got in our pocket you kind of got to get with the times so then we found this abandoned house we're hanging out in the backyard smoking this is on the edge of the woods and there was this guy across the street and he comes out and he starts yelling and, you know, hooting and hollering, get out of here. What are you doing? And there's nowhere to run. It's like a cliff. And then it wasn't like a cliff. You could kind of, you know, grab. Do we down. jump? <laughs> do we jump or do Aim we for the, bushes. The, the guy that's got something <laughs> up his butt? Well, so the dude, he was pulling the stops with the, you know, oh, I fuck your ass up. Come around here. You know, I don't need that. All this stuff. So then my friends were, generally pretty shook they're about two years older than me and then i don't know because it wasn't really something i did often but in that moment just hearing him hooting and hollering i thought the best option is just to walk out and be like what's up man i'm leaving you know yeah so walked right out <laughs> said what's up to him he called me over we talked for a minute long story short he told me to my face he's like your friends are you know little pussies because i can see they're older than you and you just came right out talked to me like you know like a grown-up yeah guess what happened he probably just was like you tell here's here's my number and the reason why i didn't want y'all you know acting wild around this abandoned house is because i partake in the trafficking i can't have cops around here looking at some abandoned house and i'm right over here yes sir sir. i got his phone number and he became my my guy for about a year and a half and that's 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 how i met my plug that's, that's a, how I met my plug. And that's then those a, same friends. And that's how I met my plugger. <laughs> and then those same friends, of course, they want in on that on the good <laughs> stuff, on the good buds, of course, you know. So everybody then, wants in on the good buds. <laughs> hey. Hey. Um, so they went, they want in on it. And so you know, they start buying through the dude. And he didn't he brought it up a few times to be funny, but he told me he's like, I I still kind of think they're pussies, you know. Like now they want to <laughs> talk to me. Now they no, I'm cool and I'm a stand-up guy myself. But when it came yeah. down to that day with just like a single little blunt. And that's what I mean. Like, and that's the lesson there. The lesson there is if you approach situations in a non-confrontational way, because I'm sure you didn't walk up to the guy like, what the fuck do you want? Blah, blah, blah. You probably oh, went no. up to him and you were probably like, hey, man, like, what's going on? Hey, like, you know, yeah. like. I was 16. Bro- he must have been yeah. 35. But I mean, if you approach situations. Hello, a, yeah, I'm just high. Yeah, hello, hi, <laughs> I am, hi, uh, but, you know, like, uh, but, you know, like, if you approach situations in a non-confrontational way, but you approach them, like, don't avoid them, don't approach them confrontationally, just approach things non-confrontationally, you can get shit done, and sometimes it turns out really good, and other times it just neutralizes it, like, other yeah. times it takes an asshole and just makes them go, okay, cool, man, if you're leaving, whatever. Like, if you're like, hey, I'm really sorry, didn't realize it would bother anybody, I'm going to go. Most of the time, they're like, all right, well, get the fuck out of here. And you're like, okay, I'm going, see ya, bye. And then you can leave, and you're gone. Yeah. You know? And they're still there being an asshole. 
you know, but you know, you're gone, right? <laughs> Approach it with a veil of competency. And, you know, sometimes it just all comes together, whether you had it together or not, you know? Yep. They'll, yep. they'll see you and they'll pick up on it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. If you're just kind of like, Hey man, like, I don't want I don't want to cause any shit. I'm just going to go. They're like, mm-hmm. okay. Now, even play. though, now, even though I fully agree with you guys on the keeping it together and be calm, and I 100% consider that everybody listening, all of our buds at home, should definitely do the same thing. It is always fucking hilarious to see that every once in a while, scatter, scatter, <laughs> hit the deck, run, like everybody off the ranger. And for that, I got a story of oh yes, the other place. If we weren't at a park, we were at this bowling alley. Won't say a name, but yeah, a bowling the bowling. Alley. Behind the bowling alley were parking spaces and also no cameras and also a really good flat surface for people to fight with grass nearby if it got to the ground. We'll call um, it the smoking bowl. Fight sure. club. <laughs> so essentially fight club would happen back there and it would happen, stuff would happen. As soon as somebody started screaming though, that's when somebody from inside would know. They uh-huh. would come out and they would be like, I'm calling the cops. Scatter! You would see 30 people fucking separate, get into different cars, get on bikes, and just start going. Out of we, there, had, yeah. we had two friends who had pickup trucks specifically for the people who had bicycles just mm. to throw their bikes in, jump into the back, and just drive out of there. <laughs> once, <laughs> Doc, keep your once they down. got to a, And once they got, like, a little bit farther down the ways of a subdivision that was right down the street, then everybody would unload their stuff and just ride their bikes home. Like, all right, catch you guys tomorrow. Yeah, see, no, next episode. They never saw our faces or cared really when we no, came back. No, next episode, Curtis is going to show up with bruises all over his face <laughs> and he's going to be like talking all high pitched and be like, I shouldn't have talked about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, uh, imagine like being a friend of one of those workers. It's, you know, you hear them complaining about the kids outside their job. It's like, what is it? They're skateboarding, you know. Maybe you're BMXing off of like a piece of concrete nah, or something. No, nah, they smoke weed, drink, and beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, they're being dude. The other day I was sweeping, I found some dice. I found some <laughs> dice and a crown on the ground. I think someone left it. <laughs> that's crazy. You mean like yeah, a bottle of why. crown? No, like somebody's crown, no, like, like their fake tooth, like got punched tooth. out of their face. Wait, you found an actual? I'm pretty tooth? sure. I'm pretty sure I found a glass like, eye. I'm just joking. No, we were just fucking around. But uh, it's like, I'm pretty sure I found a glass eye the other day. Uh, <laughs> not sure where it came from, but... Just added, I mean, a glass eye would be sweet for a marble collection. I know that's really <laughs> not what we're talking about, but just thinking about... Get, I mean, they're both gambling. I mean, there's gambling, drinking, smoking, and fight club. There's a I'd whole array a, of stuff back there. I'd love to get a pipe. I do I'd it. love to get a pipe or a bong made out of a bunch of, a bunch of glass eyes, like, melted together. Oh, that'd be <laughs> you, cool. That'd Thank you are a weird man. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would, our, that would be a part of our episode. What the fuck is that? I'm a little odd. Yeah, airing, airing now every uh, every other week, occasionally on Good Buds TV on odd. YouTube. You should check it out. He 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 You should do a. Um, true, it's amazing. Like a, oh, fuck. Of course, I had the word and I I lost it, but it'd be interesting if you had like a little part of your show you dedicate to strange objects turn into smoking devices. See, like, I'm actually um that's a that's a potential future idea that I was gonna pitch to Curtis because we're yes. both sten- we're both stoner engineers. Uh-huh, so what we were, so an idea and a concept that we had was us both making videos where we engineer some kind of stoner engineering contraption to smoke out of, and we could do yeah. independent or together episodes where we both try well, to we'll call do- together the same thing. Or we'd be doing it that. together but separately. So yeah. see who yeah. makes the better device. Yeah, yeah we'd be yeah. 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 
Or you could a pot take, head um, to head contest. Yeah, pot head to head, and uh, yeah, exactly. So oh, we'd be, be manufacturing. Cool. So we'd be manufacturing our own stoner engineer devices um, and that kind of thing because we both consider ourselves to be fairly well versed at that. <laughs> you could take themes from uh from our loyal viewers too, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like turn also... a tennis racket into a bong. I got you. <laughs> got I'll do you, that. Man. I'll figure you, it out. Man. I swear, I probably could figure it out. I would figure. I would probably it out. have like, to case the entire thing in acrylic, but I could the make way, it no, work. Nope, nope, nope. I would fucking figure that shit out, fam. <laughs> I'd fucking. Well, no, I could do the easy route, but I'm gonna go with the more technical route, right? In case the entire. Gonna replace all the nylon with with fucking. Gonna replace all of the nylon parts with fucking uh, with metal with steel metal wires going through instead of the the regular nylon threadings. Right. Then I'm gonna fucking put a bowl piece, like a metal gro- grooved bowl piece, underneath it with the stem that comes up into the shaft. That I'll use a, gra- a hollow carbon fiber shaft so that I can go up into the. Now shaft, you're going come down way to too bowl, complicated. Cut, no, drill, drill <laughs> I think you're gonna need a workshop for that, bro. This is no man. I don't need shit for that. All I need is fucking some tape, some metal, and some fucking time. That's all I need. <laughs> Maybe you a knife. You talk I'll about a knife because that's how stone anyway. engineering works. I need something pointy. <laughs> Hearing you talk about the uh, turning fake eyeballs into some type of device, yeah. that brings you back to um, my ninth grade year. Before I met Isaac, I uh, we had this little, there was a thing where they would sell these little like seven, eight dollar screw together metal pipes. Everybody's right. owned one, yeah. And then you could like, you could take that covering off and kind of switch out the pieces. Right, right. We had one original with a nice kind of, it looked embezzled, but you know, this is all 10 sheet metal to begin with. Yeah. Nice little purple on it. And we called it granddad. And uh, <laughs> like me and my friends who would partake and use that one. Yeah. So I brought it to school with me and I partake, partook in my joint health, no, science and <laughs> history class. Joint I science. hit it in class and I'd blow the smoke out the window. <laughs> I did that a few times. And then for my Spanish class, she had her own office, but she didn't really use it. So the one time I smoked out, I smoked in there and blew it out the window. And then the other time I, it was like, you know, an old building. So it still had those old style phones between the classrooms. I busted that thing off the wall. It was pretty easy. It came right off. I was, (laughs) this is ninth grade. So I started getting into my more bad age. Shenanigans. Uh, don't arrest me for taking the phone. Uh, rage against, <laughs> rage against the machines. Please don't. Um, I I took that phone home and I turned it into a pipe. I uh, that's hey. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I cleaned it off real nice, real nice because I can't even Dude, imagine the ears. God knows how many friggin' hands have touched that shit. Dropped it in boiling water and sanitized, but. Uh, it was like the cord, the Ethernet cord that's in the bottom of the phone. That was the actual part you would put your lips to. Yeah, <laughs> nice. On the back no. end of it. Even after I had, you know, boiled it, disinfected it, I still wanted it to be. So what you did, you took like the where the, the phone, where the part where you listen from, just like take that out and use that as like a piece where you put your weed in? Because mm-hmm. yeah. it, had, it had like the, the uh, perforated holes in it. So I kind of... Yeah. Oh, so you just left that there and you probably put like tinfoil over it? No, no, yeah. I snapped it off because it was like a ceramic plastic. Yeah. I when I you, you gotta take my... the wiring, you gotta take the wiring out too, right? A little bit, or did you just leave it in there? No, I took it out. It was nice. like a, it was really a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it really sucked. Uh the way they, I imagine they put it together, but it was pretty simple. I just turned it into a pipe. Nice. Yeah, That's yeah. fantastic. 
that's interesting because I had a thing, my way of getting to smoke through school or, uh, sorry, um, but smoke. <laughs> my secret smoking device was I took a glue stick, like one of those big jumbo glue sticks, oh, yeah, and I yeah. took it out, scrubbed it out, cleaned it out, drilled a hole through the bottom like post that sticks, you know, the glue stick in. Uh-huh. Fucking drilled that out, and I turned that into a pipe by making a socket wrench that fit into the cap of it with Damn. a little hole that fit in. You took little hits of it, had a screen in there, and then when you were done with it, you would fucking take the cap off as a choke, push the, uh, call it, the socket right back in, and turn the cap, and it was completely concealed. Put it right wow. in your backpack. It looked, like, it looked like a glue stick. Exactly. And Damn, you just had to exhale somewhere. James but... Bond style. <laughs> Glue stick. Magnificent. Nice. No, yeah, and like I, I, like I've definitely got like I, I mean, like like the for me, what it was is I had some roommates who like we had it almost like roommate to roommate competitions where we'd basically like one of us would make a ridiculous like bong or pipe or something out of pop bottles. Or, uh, like, my, my roommate made one out of a, he found a rubber T-Rex, like, a, a probably about one foot tall rubber T-Rex, and he made a bong out of it. Oh, wow. Like, a fully functional, actually very nice. decent working bong. I was quite upset because it trumped the horse pipe that I had made the week before that. So, <laughs> huh. because I had made, like, a little figurine horse, I had carved a piece, piece out with my pocket knife and then drilled a hole down at its mouth, so you would basically, like, light near its butt, and then you'd puff through its mouth and it would a pipe right nice. um and he trumped me hard with this fucking like foot tall t-rex ball yeah yeah that you'd have to kind of make out with its mouth and you'd have to like <laughs> like tilt yeah. your head sideways That's but either way but it worked really well and so i ended up like uh we have these things here called chubby pops right they're like little they're like pop or soda or okay. whatever the hell you want to call it wherever you yeah. regionally are and uh listening um, but they're those little bottles of soda and they're only four inches tall, like three inches. Okay. Like they're like fucking Smurf sized. Um, right. and so I took a bunch of them, like, I think it was five or six of them and I connected them together with hoses, like basically in a line and I put a bong piece on one end and a tube coming out on the other end and I filled all of them with water <laughs> and so I made like a six chamber chubby bottle bong and I was like wow. I was like I see your T-Rex and I raise you six chamber chubby bottle bong. <laughs> yeah, of and, uh, and 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 <clears throat> it worked it worked well for the first like day <laughs> and then we moved it from where I had built it to the coffee table and somehow in the move everything fell apart. <laughs> It did not work. Yes, Functionally, it was, it was not mobile. So we tried to move it, and just and, and the seal was never right after that. I stuck so much duct tape on it, trying to get it to like seal again, and the seal was forever gone. So I just right. I scrapped the project. But I, for <laughs> a day, a for a day, time. for no, one I'm day, gonna, I'm gonna outschool everybody. I'm turning my deagle into a bong. Oh, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> what end? Wait, what end are you smoking out of? That's I don't know. <laughs> okay okay make well, it so if you okay i'll be i'll be okay with it i'll be okay with it if you make it so that where uh you you, you have to toke out of uh the uh where the um where you put in the uh, clip okay <laughs> where you put in the magazine it's a magazine not a clip. Mag- i said magazine after that's <laughs> i corrected myself no put it on the fucking uh 
the um, the the um ejector port. port. Yeah, and then if you have to smoke very you have to smoke very carefully, or else you get your tongue fucking trapped in the fucking gun slide. (laughs) No, I'll 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 make it into a pipe. So where you when you cock it back, it'll lock. Put your weed in. Slide it back. Bang. So close it then close. And then when you pull the trigger, I'm so fucking trigger, hot. My special type of ammo that'll Dude, light that, it for you. As soon Dude, as that's you fucking hilarious oh, yeah. because I actually I wrote a song like a long time ago. Like I wrote a song a long time ago. I'm not really a rap artist, but I wrote a song, and uh, like literally one of the, one of the lyrics in the first line is uh like it's <clears throat> shit. It's uh. English. I don't know. Oh yeah, no shit. Uh, it's, uh, but it's uh, it's like so when you're gonna hold a full kill up after the gun blow, blunt smoke, alter my course of thoughts. Didn't lay me up, <laughs> like you know, like it rolls, it rolls like that. So it's like right. it's like when the gun blows, blunt smoke. So like fucking Isaac, like Isaac's like making that a reality. <laughs> He's gonna have a gun that blows blunt smoke. <laughs> He's not the smoker, okay. but he'll help you out. He'll hook you up. Straight up, straight up. He's oh. always been a bud. Well, speaking of uh, blowing smoke, I think we have time for one more bong hit, but we have to be wrapping up. We are running low on time here. Yes, okay. yes. So Good with that being that said, I got my bong pack right here. I got my bong pack right here. And I hope Hello, all the buds. And I hope all the buds at home have their bongs, blunts, joints, bowls, everything ready like that. If you have a baked good, hopefully it's already prepared so you can get baked good. Buds podcast. That's who we are, and it is time to. Like, comment, subscribe, share this with all of your friends. <laughs> Smoke up that green guy. Huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, but once again, thank you so much, uh, AA Ron. Absolutely, for being on the show, time, man. Thank you so much, Isaac, for being here. You're always here, but thank you for being here audibly again. We appreciate you. <laughs> More than we can say. For no reason, but, you know. And, hey, man, you're always here for a reason, brother. You're always here for a reason. Facilitate. But, <laughs> but, uh, but like, seriously, we can't thank you enough. Um, I would like to remind the buds at home to like, comment, subscribe. Go on our Instagram. Check it out at Good Buds Podcast. Go on our Facebook page, Good Buds Podcast. You can't miss it. Um, links all below in the description. Check them Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Uh, hey, Aaron, is there any place people can find you if you want them to find you? Um, I I live in the woods, so in that okay. same area. So leave him the pop can and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I try to stay off. Of, in fact, so everyone leave him the fuck alone. It's not even me in the studio right now. I'm actually from a undisclosed location. Yeah, he's, he's, he's it's a green screen. He's actually being holographically present. Like he's being holographically projected here today. It's yeah. a green no, screen. I really do. I um, appreciate it though. Uh, Isaac, time. you want to plug your shit that you do occasionally? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Every other week on the on Good Buds TV. Absolutely. And we also do... gaming changes, gaming videos too. Yeah, gaming videos too. They help my leg. Actually, no. <laughs> That's only Twitch now. <laughs> oh yeah, Twitch. Oh. oh yeah, he's on Twitch now. Um, what, what's your Twitch name, Isaac? He just said it. Yeah. Is it oh, that high? Help, help, help Three Gs. With three Gs. G-G-G. This is the time where you shamelessly plug, Isaac. You've seen the episodes before. God. You know Fucking you're damn it. Bully, 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 bully. You're going back in the okay. app. You're going back okay, in the Okay, with basement. all that... 
you know what? With all of that, I think we'll roll one for the roads, and we will see you next week on the Good Buds podcast. Later, buds. Later, buds. <laughs>